Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Ah, you may hear those pops and those beeps and I think all that kind of stuff in the background right here. Got a lot of stuff going on here today. At the time of our recording, the time of our gathering together, we actually have a hurricane that's hitting the east coast of the United States. And I've got some family members that live, uh, they were directly in the path a couple of days ago. They are now obliquely on the path, right on the edge of it. And they're actually being hit by it at the moment. So anyway, I'm getting all this information, this update. It's sort of amazing what all we can do nowadays with technology and what we can keep up with and uh, how we can be on top of stuff, really how we can communicate with one another. And uh, just as in anything else, uh, it can be used for good. It can be used for evil uh, because the basic problems of mankind have been from the beginning. And we're actually going to look at a couple of things like that today, uh, problems that happen even within the body of Christ. We're looking at First Timothy, if you remember, and we're at the second chapter. And remember in the last episode, we just looked at one verse where Paul was talking about how he had been appointed a preacher and an apostle. And he was a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. And he told him, told uh, Timothy, I'm telling the truth about this. I'm not lying. He says that parenthetically, which is intriguing because why would anybody be thinking he was lying? Well, apparently some people were saying that he was lying. Some people were saying that he wasn't telling the truth. And when you look at the balance of Paul's writings in the Scripture, you see that uh, people would uh, were coming against him saying, no, he wasn't an apostle. He wasn't sent like that. He wasn't uh, telling the truth about things. And he's saying, I was. So in the next verse, verse 8, 1 Timothy chapter 2, begins with that all-important word, therefore. Therefore. So he's saying, in light of this, in light of everything that he said in this letter up this point in time, particularly the immediate stuff in this chapter, Remember how he told him that I want you to urge every man um, to pray and uh, offer petitions and thanksgiving and to pray for the kings and those in authorities because this is good and acceptable. And how he reminds them that there's one God, there's one mediator who's the Lord Jesus Christ who mediates between the Father and man. He says, I want you to remember this. Therefore, verse 8, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and dissension. So Paul knew that there were some things going on. There were some situations. There were some problems right here, just as it is in every church. And he starts uh, speaking to these problems, and he starts uh, laying it out. And sometimes he'll address and say exactly what the problem is. Uh, a lot of times he doesn't. He just tells them what to do, and that what to do is the solution to whatever the problem may be at the moment. But notice what he says. He says, I want the men. And this is talking about the men, okay, the physical men in every place to pray. And everybody will go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, everybody will do that, yeah. No, well, the, th the problem is this. How many times, just pay attention to this when people say, oh, we'll be praying for you. Or you get that great line, oh, put them on your prayer list. You know, and I know what people mean by that, okay, and I know that it's usually innocent, and I know that. I understand, but a lot of times it nearly comes across as flippant, and you can sort of put this to the test when somebody sits and says, oh, well, be praying for this person about something. Well, that's great. Do it that second. 
do it immediately. Whoever's sharing that with you, say, okay, let's pray for them right now. And watch what happens. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And, and the good news is more and more people are doing that, okay? Uh, praying later, yes, but praying now when somebody brings it up. But initially with folks, you'll get the strangest looks. They'll think you're crazy. It's like it's the, that, oh, yeah, we want to pray. We want all the men to pray. We want them to do this. But we want them to be sort of out of sight and out of mind. Then it's really a real prayer. If you're hiding in your closet and nobody hears you, then it's a real prayer. But we really don't want to do it corporately. But notice what he says. I want the men in every place, okay, everywhere, regardless where you are, here or there, whatever, to pray. And then he says this. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. There's a picture here. Instead of lifting up hands against one another, lift up holy hands to the Most High. So what does that mean? Does it mean to actually lift up hands while you're praying? Well, I think so. I think so, yeah, to raise your hand. And you say, well, why do you do that? Do you have to do that to pray? No, you don't have to do that to pray. But it really is just one of many, many positions of prayer and worship before Lord. Okay, uh, In the scripture, uh, there's what, seven different Hebrew words, I believe, that are translated praise. In other words, they're translated into English as the word praise. And all of them have, uh, there's physical connotations to them, like shouting, uh, dancing, raising your hands before the Lord, bowing before the Lord, uh, dancing before the Lord, lying before the Lord clapping your hands, all these things. They're all physical demonstrations. And here's one of them, lifting up holy hands, very much like what a young child will do. And if you've had young children in your life at any time, whether they be at church or your own or whatever, when that child will come running and they run with their arms raised up because they want what? They want to be picked up. They want to be lifted up. They want to be embraced. And so he's warning them. He says, I want you to pray, and I want you to pray in this way. Okay, I want you to pray in a way that you're lifting up hands to the Father, that you're seeking Him, that you're desiring Him, that you're not lifting up hands against one another, not in wrath and dissension. The word wrath means wrath, impulsive anger type of thing, nor in dissension. And dissension is the idea of uh, uh, arguments, disputing, uh, doubts, speculations are behind it. Everybody's opinion is equal and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. That's just one truth with anything. We need to find out what the truth is. So he said, lift up your hands in prayer that way and don't, don't get in these arguments. Don't get in these dissensions and these type of things of anger. Don't do that. Now we're going to stop right there, but I want to point out the first word of the next verse. Okay, first word of the next verse is likewise. Okay, likewise. And so we'll cover that tomorrow. But I want you to keep that in mind because he's saying in the same way that the men are to do this, <coughs> in the same manner, likewise, he wants something else to happen. We'll look at that the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again later.